I salute the church also. Some of you, I, 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 I saw some of you, yes, last, last, yeah, last night, yes. Yeah, it was, we had a good time. We believe that the Lord is with us anytime we come together, isn't it? And it's not just a one-off, but um, it's continual. And the prize that the heavens this time around will not just be opened momentarily, but will be permanently opened upon our lives. Amen. And thank you, Reverend. And thank you, Pastor Gloria. Um, it's a joy to be here. I said a bit about it yesterday. And for all of you that support them in ministry, the leaders, the congregation, I want to encourage you to continue doing so. Um, they are honorable people. They are people who love the Lord. Um, and God would honor you as you continue to do so. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for another opportunity to hear your word. It's my sincere and earnest prayer that you would speak through me and be a blessing to your children gathered here tonight. May no one leave here the same way they came. May everyone live here with their life bettered, their lives enhanced. May the heavens indeed be opened upon our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful. I was going to show you a video, but because of time, I will just proceed. Um, yesterday, I want to just touch on this so I don't have to talk about it again. Yes, last night, um, how many were here when at the end of the service we were trying to take an offering to help the church or particular thing the church? That's good. You see, shall I? Yeah. I want to encourage you. You see, as Christians, anytime there's an opportunity to give to a church or the work of God, you must do it joyfully. And if you have the opportunity to do it, take it. Amen. I, since I stopped pastoring because of my travel ministry, I, I have a church close by home that I go to if I'm home on a Sunday. And it's a very, it's a big church, you know, very influential people. So, but recently the trustees sent an email round and in the email they, they wanted to reduce staff level and all that by virtue of finances and I just couldn't believe it because the whole of summer we've been doing a series and the series involves interviewing members of the church and if the members of the church are judges High court judges, um, directors and senior leadership team of local authorities, heads of institutions, you know, and they come to tell us the story of how they, they how they have the church has blessed them. How let me one of them, you know, how the church has been without going into the details. How the church has blessed them, and how they 
the church helps them to um, stay Christians in a work environment that can easily persuade you away from that. And it was good to hear. It, it was encouraging. Then I thought, so if this church can't fund the leaders and the church has to close down, then what happens? Maybe we have forgotten that the world won't support the church. You see, but we will support the church. Especially if we attribute the fact that, because most of them, what we're saying is that God has blessed me and taken me through a story. A lady who was thrown out of her home when she accepted Christ. She was thrown out of her home in Wolverhampton. Used to walk from Wolverhampton to Birmingham. Ended up in law school and, and is a high court judge. So she says that it's God that helped me. My family rejected me because my background was Sikhism. And I accepted Jesus in university. And most of you in university be aware of this. Some of your friends, you are the only person who will have the opportunity to tell them about Jesus. You won't convict, convict them. It's not our duty to convict them, but tell them about Jesus. You will never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So eventually, I mean, it, if we, we are saying that, if our lives have been bettered, and it has been bettered as a result of the Lord being with us, then we have a responsibility and a duty because God doesn't need our money in heaven. But we have a responsibility and a duty to help his work to continue. Amen. 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 That was just a short advice for you. So now we are going to go into the word of God. Amen. Yeah. Or oh, you don't agree? Because you think the world, the world won't come and support or fund any activity in the church. The world won't do it. But God can bless you and God can bless me so that together we can fund the work of God. Amen. Amen. Philippians 3.10 That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Amen. That I may know him. Not just knowing him, but also know the power of his resurrection. Knowing God's power is what we have been talking about. Knowing God's power. And, and God's power we came to the point of realization that God's power is released upon us when the heavens are opened. Amen. When the heavens are opened, Jesus Christ himself, our best example, I believe in Matthew chapter number 3, the Bible tells us 
in Matthew chapter number three. Okay. I'll read, I want to read, I wanted to read from verse 11, but maybe let me jump to 15. And Jesus actually said unto him, suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So here you see Jesus before he steps into his ministry. And you see the heaven open upon him. Amen. The heaven opening upon him. We, 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 are, we realize that anytime the heaven opens, there is dialogue. There is dialogue. Communication between heaven and earth. Are you with me? We also realize that the heaven opening, although there were other people around, on that particular occasion, the heaven opened upon Christ, Jesus, not everybody else. Are you with me? So, the heaven being open is never general. It's targeted. It's specific to a person for a reason, for an assignment, to enable you to accomplish something that heaven has already determined for you to accomplish. Are you with me? So if heaven has determined for you to accomplish it and there is resistance, an open heaven will take away the resistance. Amen. An open heaven will take away the resistance and equip you and give you the ability and enablement to be able to persevere. Amen. So, so normally when you begin to look at the, the heaven, I mean, stories about the heaven or situations where the heaven is open upon a person. Be, be mindful of this because it opens upon a person. And it opens upon a person for a reason. I believe in Acts. Acts chapter number, let's read a few scriptures. Acts chapter 9. And as he journeyed, I read from verse 3, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. Okay, so as he was journeying, you see, it's not the sunlight, nor the moonlight. Because as he was journeying, the sun if it was a day, the sun would have been out. If it was an evening, the moon very likely would have been out. But it says suddenly, suddenly, as he was journeying, am I there? And suddenly, they shine round about him, round about him. So now you see again, round about him. It means that even if there were people in the journey with him, the, the light didn't shine round about those. 
those people. It's only shown round about him. If you can understand that, you see, when the, opens, the heavens open upon your life, you won't be looking at whether my friend is coming along or not. Yeah, yeah if you can understand that when the heavens yeah, yeah, op- opens upon your life, you will just understand that I've, God has maybe chosen me for a reason. Are you with me? <clears throat> so it says now when the heaven so yes, verse six there is all right, no, verse three. So we see the light from heaven. Yeah. Suddenly there shine round about the light. And he fell to the earth. And a voice saying unto him, So so why persecuted thou me? So we all know that this was the beginning of Paul's you know, response to the call, like we say. But he had again. So when the, you remember when Jesus, when we read in Matthew 3, when the heavens were open, we heard a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son. In his case, we hear again a voice saying, why persecuted thou me? So, so when the heavens open, that's revelation. That's revelation. It might not be an audible voice, but it will be a voice that if you are attentive enough and tuned into the spirit, you will hear what God is saying. You will hear what God is saying. And and if you hear him, you are on the right path. If you hear him and you obey him, you are on the path for victory. Or to victory. Amen. Amen. So he, now, you see, we, we, we read a few scriptures about the power of God. First uh, Corinthians um, we, 4, 420 also said, the kingdom of God is not in word, but it, it's in power. And then you, 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 you see, this is the same man who is writing, the same man who the heavens open upon in, well, as we have just read. You know, and, and he, he's saying later on that the kingdom of God is not in word, it's in power. Um, then we also looked at first, is it first Corinthians two? My speech and my preaching. It says, and I was with you in weakness and in fear. What is he saying? He's saying I was just a common man. I was just like you. I was just a normal man, and I was with you in weakness and in fear, in much trembling. There's a, but then it goes on to say, but my speech and my preaching, is that right, verse 4? And my speech and my preaching were not with enticing words of human wisdom, but what? In the demonstration of the spirit and of the power, why? That your faith should not lie in the wisdom of men, but what? In the power of God. In the power of God. So that your faith shouldn't lie in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. It's, it's, it's so important to realize that. You know, we, when we spoke yesterday, we also spoke about prayer being what opens the heavens. But prayer doesn't only open the heavens. It keeps it opened for, over, for a duration. Or, it, yes, you cannot just have the open heaven and then go and choke. 
You know, you, you must be in a constant state of prayer. Amen. So even in Jesus' life, is it Luke 4? Luke 4, 14. Luke 4, 14. And Jesus returned in what? In the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. He returned with something. Why? Because he was there 40 days, 40 nights, what? Praying and fasting. And he returned with power. In the, he returned in the power of the spirit. You know, yesterday I was explaining exousia, that the power is not ours. But the power is not like something like, like you've given me the water so I can just go and pick it and drink it. But the power is authority to use it. So there's an owner of the power and the authority is given to us to use it. So we read Matthew 28, around, around about verse 18 thereabouts. It says that all power is given to me where in heaven and in earth. Don't miss that scripture. Do you understand? Don't miss that scripture. Without that power given to us, you cannot go into the harvest. So, so the subsequent verse said that go ye, go ye what? Therefore. Go ye therefore means go ye as a result of what I have just told you. Go knowing very well that all power is given to me Christ in heaven and in earth and I am sending you so go with that knowledge that the same power that conquered the grave is given to you because I am with you and I'm going with you and I will stand with you. Amen. When you come across, when you understand it, you will no longer be fearful or you will no longer hesitate. Yeah. You know, we're preaching in, in Newport. Some of you have seen the video. This lady, 10 years in a wheelchair, never walked unaided. How, how it happened, I, I don't know. But at a point, I was preaching on the streets. Then they pulled this lady in the wheelchair. And the guy said, we should pray for her. It's scary in city center. If everybody's watching you. Everybody's watching. Yeah. How the guys captured it on video, it still amazes me. So we just prayed. You see, you would have said, people are watching me. What if? What if this? No. You do your bit. It's not your job. The healer is not you. His authority and his power will work through you to bring it to pass. Amen. Oh, our memories. See, Mauritius, when, I, when we were ministering in Mauritius this year, because the island of Mauritius is very much, the Christian community is not very strong because it's a young, the Christian population is very small. Okay, and there are many people who genuinely love the Lord, but also have a lot of ties to, like whatever. Maybe they came to the Lord through maybe they through Hinduism or all that. Yeah, but there was a point in the service, and the power of God just took charge. 
and started to touch lives. And, and, and I used to wonder, because the interesting thing, you see, even with me, was that at that point, because I, I, I preached nine times, nine times in four days. Can you imagine? They said ten. I count nine. Those who traveled with me said you, it was ten. You, fin- you crowned it with the African Leadership University, but I still count nine, so I stay with nine. I was, I remember just walking on, on the on the, po- like on the platform like that, and in my heart of hearts, I said, I s- I didn't say it in the mic. In my heart of I just said, Oh God, I'm tired. You know, in my heart of I just said, Oh God, I'm tired. I'm tired. I mean, you don't know the toll preaching p- p- puts on us, but it does. It makes us tired. <laughs> it says, I'm tired. And the moment I said that, oh, God, I'm tired, it was as though God wanted to show me that it's not me. And then suddenly, it's like something just took over. That video, I still watch it up to today. And I, I will just forward it to that person. No, that wasn't. Because the energy, the strength, the, 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 and I thought, it was that me who just said, oh, God, I'm tired. Because genuinely, I was tired. Yeah, genuinely outside. But at that moment, the power of God just, just took over and started to touch lives. There was a man. The man had a, the, um, his legs, his limbs where he wasn't walking. That man just, they just brought him to the front. We prayed with the man. The man started to walk. And then the excitement. But you know what happened? Not knowing in that island, because most of them had come from they had, a, I don't, let me put it this way, they, they had a, a problem with Easter, Passover, because they said it's pig, it, um, pig, it's a bit like a pagan thing. You know, you know, sometimes people go too deep into these things, you know, and then, yeah, so, so the pastor was, who, in who hosted us, was having problem with his fellow ministers in the city, and he was a well-respected minister in the city. Then I noticed that it was as though God just wanted to vindicate him for just accepting that we need to hold this event to be a blessing to the people of, what's the name of the area? I don't remember. Can't live here. Can Levier. Yeah? Can Levier. Yeah. Can It's like the like you are in this part of Leeds, you call it. Yeah. Yeah, can yeah, Then, you know, he just sent me a message that now every year, Easter, you come back to Mauritius. So they've they've blocked me for se- from the se- 13th, that weekend of April come back to Mauritius because the people said they, they are now understand because there is power in Passover yeah if you don't accept if you don't understand it you deprive the church of of something very important there is the, the Passover lamb there is power in the resurrection so so we said so why do I say this Philippians 3 10 that you may know him and know what? The power of what? His resurrection. M- know the power of his resurrection. Amen. 
4, 33. Acts 4, 33. Acts 4, 33. And it says, and with what? With great power, the apostles, what? They gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. And with great what? Power, the apostles gave what? Witness to the what? Resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them. So, so I, 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 I was going to talk about apostles, then I'll talk about Paul. So I'll just be going a bit in between for, for a little while. And then I'll make time to pray for you. Okay. So now, in um, 2 Corinthians 12, I read from verse 2. So here, Paul says, you have King James? It says, I knew a man in Christ above, so maybe over 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. It's believed that he was talking about himself. <laughs> I'm sure he had had some opposition. So he didn't want to have to defend himself that God, God had spoken to him. So he said, it's up to you to judge. <laughs> yeah, whoever, you make the decision. I'm not going to bother myself. He <laughs> said, such a man, such a one, he was caught up where? To where? The third heaven. Yes, let's move on. And I, I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth that I may know him. God knoweth. How that he was caught up into paradise and he heard unspeakable, unspeakable words which is not lawful for a man to utter. Amen. So here he is giving access to heaven, to hear. So when the heavens are open, access is given, and when access is given, you would be attentive enough, you will hear what God is saying. Amen. And it's so important that you hear what God is saying. It's so important. Yeah. It can be the deciding factor in so many cases. Yeah. That guy is not here, is he? Um, the one who the ministry of, no, he's moved. He's coming back. Mm. Okay. I wanted to just practically show you something. Fuma, are you, have you, come. Fuma, come. Francis, Francis, yeah? Francis, come. Fuma, stand here. Stand here. Francis, come. I wish that other guy was here, but he's not here. Okay. I want to, I want to just, you, you, do you remember, <laughs> do, do you remember 
any conversation you and I have had before. Do you want to just share what you remember? I just want you to look at yourself. I'm doing something for you. Go ahead. Just whatever you remember. Yeah. I remember Pastor Doji came here. I think that was the first time he had come here. And then Pastor Doji came here. And I think that was the first time I had met him. Then he called me and said, God is giving me an idea. And uh, it, will be, it will be seen by the whole world. I think it was December like this. Then in April, I made a, a breakthrough in my research. And uh, there's a reason I'm making you do this. So you have to say it for them to understand. So... <laughs> so, so I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a PhD student in cancer research. So you, you went and you did a presentation before a board oh, okay. of Pfizer, yeah, Glaxo, yeah. all the big pharmaceuticals. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. Uh, th- let them hear the details. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there are a lot of students here, they will be encouraged. So uh, after the discovery, I was called to do a presentation in Cambridge and and that conference is a close conference is because we discuss uh, uh, intellectual property so it's a very it's a very close conference and it's normally for corporate not individuals yes it's not it's not for individuals it's for it's for <laughs> it's for pharmaceutical companies like AstraZeneca, Gentech, Rotec, Aztec and the rest and they all come to present their ideas and Bradford University is not that kind of a big university to go there, but one of the guys on the panel saw the idea and said we should come and present it. So when you present it, it's not like the board decide, it's the whole people there that vote on the best idea. So we went there and normally we were we were there later because AstraZeneca they would bring like ten people, Gentech they would bring like ten people. I was there with my bosses, so we were three. So in natural fact, we have only three votes. But after the presentation, they forgot their idea and voted for us as the best idea unanimously. Amen. Thank you. Okay. Let's go. FB48. FB48. Francis and Power. Okay. Fra- Francis, when you go, uh, you have a photo of you with that word. Just put it on the screen. You, you see, um, those who, who voted were also from the large pharmaceutical. Because the, who, else, who, who else is smarter than them? So they were the panel to make the decision. This was an individual. Okay, this was an individual, a student, a research student with his idea. Yes, you see, with hindsight, we can always say, oh, it would have happened anyway. Hmm. I pity you. <laughs> and yeah, I pity you. If you have that attitude towards what God does. Yeah, I pity Yeah. You could have said it could have happened anyway. 
Yeah. And I had to do this for a reason. As he has stated it publicly like this, just watch his career flourish even beyond where it would have originally been to. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is a reality. I remember how it, I remember it. Fuma travels with me. He said that when I started traveling, the Lord asked him to buy a video camera and just record me when I'm preaching. He and Stanley, Stanley was here yesterday, he's not here today. Along the way, this guy, he went to buy, he likes technology. My phone is like, oh. So he went to buy like the latest camera. I tell you, I just make calls and I text. But I here I have to change my phone, so, so I will change it. Okay. So he then, you know, when I when I traveled with him to Mauritius, he actually had he went to buy a drone. Do you know a drone? So he took a drone with him. He took a drone. Yeah, I tell you. He did, he doesn't ask me for money. <laughs> you will not understand it. But I remember where, wha, where he was at that time and where he is now. You know, I told the story that when I was preaching at African Leadership University, yes, I told you people a story. I was preaching at African Leadership University in Mauritius. When I wanted to pray for the students, the people did them. They rather wanted me to pray for them. But I started to mention particular things. Yes. And the, the, it's, a, it's a joy to say that God has also honored him. But a week, a few weeks before he got, because he's moving jobs, before he got his next appointment, you don't mind if I mention the firm? Okay. So his next appointment, he came to me and he said, Pastor, there's a stumbling block. There's a problem. This is happening. So I said, okay, let's pray. So it was a Saturday night. So we prayed. And the, he, because he had to make that decision because his current role in his present firm, there was another opportunity for him there. So he has to make a decision. You know, whether to move on or whether to stay because I don't want to go when this opportunity is there for me. So he needed inf some information to make that decision. And by that Friday, that information had come. And he was able to make that decision. So he's moving to join Deloitte in consulting. Thank you. Yeah. It, yeah, to you it would have been, it would have happened anyway. Stanley, who is not here, Stanley. Should I? Stanley is Stanley is twenty or twenty-six years old. He's only twenty-five or twenty-six. What are you with me? Are you okay? When he was sixteen, he said, Pastor, I came to you with an application because all my friends were going to look for a whole school job at McDonald's and KFC. And I brought my application. And you took the application and said, You are not going there. 
I said, what do you like? I said, he says, I don't know, you know, there's nothing wrong with going there to start a career, you know, just, just something to learn how to work. It's a, just the work ethics is something you do. I don't know why I did what I did, but I said, no, you're not going there. Let's look, pray that God will give you something else. Stanley ended up working, and where he went to work, his employers liked him so much that they paid his university fees. Then he said to me, when I was in university, they would give me time to go and study, but they would never deduct it from my salary. When he finished university or the, his final year, he said, Pastor, an idea came to me. An idea came to me. Go on LinkedIn and write to top 100 people's CEOs of a particular niche and tell them you have something you can offer them. Out of the 100, only one responded. One. And the one who responded invited him to his London office. And he said, the fact that you wrote to me, the fact that you were able to write to me, that's why I asked you to come. What can you do for me? It's not as though I don't have anybody else who can do what you are saying. But the fact that you wrote to me, I will, you do it for me. You will do it for me. Oh. <laughs> can you imagine? And this guy who became his mentor, was actually being mentored by a dragon, the dragon's den, James Khan. Yeah. And that's started. Today, when I came back from Mauritius with them, a place that 10 years ago I went for an interview and I didn't get a job. <laughs> 10 years ago. One of my most memorable interviews. I came so close. <laughs> I tell you. I remember the chief officer walking with me. I went to the lavatory, the loo, before going out. He, the man came to stand at the door of the lavatory. When I walked out, he shook my hand. Then, but it's a very calm, quiet man. So I just didn't even know who he was. Then, so I see you now. Then the consultant comes. He said, did the man just shake you? I said, yes. He said, he's been on the phone to me. He said, do you know who he is? I said, no. He said, he's the chief internal officer. He wants me to tell you that he was very impressed with you. And I said, I don't just need somebody to tell me that they are impressed with me. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, they were impressed. They were impressed with you. However, <laughs> yeah. there was a stronger candidate. It's kind of, you know, that's right. There was a stronger candidate. And they only look for, but he wants me to tell you specific. And I saw something in the way he followed me all the way there. You know, but 10 years after, this young boy, I've, this is financial services. Yeah. And he's not in my same profession as me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they need them. IT, especially cyber security related IT matters in financial services. Because that's where all the fraud takes place. So these are the guys who will be able to put the put protection around the systems. 
Are you with me? But you see, the reason why I shared is that yesterday I said something to the young people. You see, his, the guy is only 25 or 26 years old. There's a, there is an experience he has gained in the last five, six years. You see, most people gain that experience in their 40s or 50s. And that thing will stand you out. So I said to the young people that my prayer for you is that somebody will take kindly to you. Do you understand? Because believe me, somebody doesn't take kindly to you. It is not about how much you have read or how your ability, but somebody must take kindly to you and show you the rope and stand by you and support, cushion you so that even when you make a mistake, they will find a way to help you to recover. Are you with me? Wow. And when the heavens open, God is able to bring somebody into your life to help you to be a blessing upon you. Oh, it's for you to you. Amen. An open heaven is critical. It's important for ministry, for life to flourish, to be established. It's important for your protection. For an open heaven is an open heaven. It will do what heaven demands. It will do what heaven knows you need that you may not even know that you need. But when that heaven is opened upon your life, the blessing of God will come upon you. Amen. The blessing of God will come upon you. So when Paul says that, I know a man, 1 Corinthians 12, whether in the body or out of the body, God knoweth. Such as was caught into the third heaven, subsequently into paradise, and I was shown things. When revelation comes, when revelation comes, when revelation comes, you see, why did I bring these guys? Because revelation came. Revelation came. The, the other one who I was going to, I was expecting was not here. If I tell you how, what happened, and I did what I did with him, I, there's no way I would have known. There was no way I would have known. And I wanted to give him a message, which is his present role is not the end. You see, sometimes God takes you to an You see, these guys that I was talking about, before they even went into financial services, went into consulting, they've gone through a system of about two years with, I won't mention the institution because of some reasons, with an institution that means that they now have what they call, it's like a, a cabinet office um, clearance. It's a very expensive for them, for you to be cleared like that. So it means that in the future, if they are moving on, they already have that clearance. So there's opportunity for them to leapfrog, to leapfrog in career. Are you with me? And that's why I said that his days with these people, which I won't mention, 
will come to a point, he shouldn't see it as end, but the fact that he has actually worked with such a sensitive organization or institution means that he has something else can come out of it, which is better, which is far better. Amen. He's watching live, is he? I'm live. Okay. So God bless you, if you can hear me. And for all those who are watching, my prayer for you is that the heavens will open your lives. There is no distance with God. There's no distance with the Holy Spirit. Wherever you are, receive an open heaven. Receive an open heaven. Receive an open heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, so now, the, the, the apostles, the apostles themselves, remember that prayer opens the heavens. And prayer keeps the heavens opened. Amen. Now, in Acts, chapter number two, Acts chapter number two. Acts has flown away from my book. It's here. Okay. So in Acts chapter two, the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord <coughs> in one place. And what happened? And suddenly there came a what? A sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Amen. Here again, we see heaven opening. I mean, if you read verse 3 and 4, let's say verse 3 and 4. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. So does that mean that there was fire sitting upon them? No. This is spiritual. Okay. But why did the heavens open for them? It opened for them for their ministries. For a purpose. And their ministry. Remember that when we read Matthew chapter number 3. A few verses before. Jesus, we had um, the heavens open upon Jesus on Christ. John said. I truly baptize you with water. But there is one coming after me, mightier than I, mightier than I, who will not just will not baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. So their mission needed fire to be upon them to accomplish their mission. They needed fire. So you see, when you read on, the book of Acts is interesting. Because as you begin to read on, you begin to see Acts 3, the temple called Beautiful. You see the, uh, the layman. You see silver and gold have iron out. You see Acts 4, round about 29, when they were trying to, trying to worry, worry them, they said, God, well, be, behold their threatenings and grant us 
that with boldness we will speak the word with signs and wonders following. So they knew something that will silence the critic. And that thing was not argument. That thing was the power that will silence the critic. So Acts 5.12, they said, by the hands of the apostles were so many signs and miracles and wonders done. Then when you get to Acts 6, you see that now there was almost like an administrative problem. <laughs> there was an administrative problem. So now Acts 6, they said, uh, you know, the, the, the Bereans, uh, uh, they're not looking after the widows. You know, then they said, okay, okay, look for oh, seven men with honest report and full of the Holy Ghost. Those seven men, there was nothing, one of them was Stephen. He became an evangelist. You know, but he said, as for us, we will give ourselves continually to the word of God. And to, You see, at that point, they knew something. They knew that, no, where we are at, we cannot allow the administrative problems to become a disruption, a distraction. Because something has brought us this far through Acts 1. Remember, is it Luke um, 2449? 2449? Is that correct? So wait for the promise. And behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until what? Ye be endued what? With power from on high. So there was a promise of the Father. That promise came upon them in Acts 1.8. Oh, it, it, it was re-emphasized that when, when it comes upon you, this is what you, you would accomplish. Amen. Are you with me? So everybody's need here is different. But everybody needs an open heaven. Are you with me? Yeah. Everybody's need, we, our needs vary. But everybody needs an open heaven. Amen. The last thing I want to talk about before we pray together is that when there is an open heaven, God will fight your battles for you. Amen. God will fight your battles for you. Because some of us, we fight ourselves. And sometimes we fight a little, then we leave some for God. <laughs> I think we all do that. Because we can't, we, we, we don't, yeah, we, we can't leave it for God. <laughs> Yeah, because we can't leave it for God because he's not acting the way we expect him to act in the situation. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you. But when there's an open heaven, you leave things to God because you know that he will vindicate you. Second Chronicles 32. Verse 7. It says, Be strong. Be not afraid. Nor dismayed. For the king of Assyria. It says, Not for all the multitude that is with him. Then it says, For there is more with us than with them. Amen. 
And it's strange because in numbers that we can see, the, the reason why fear came was because there were more. <laughs> Do you understand? So, so there must be some explanation behind this that we need to understand, establish, understand, and then hold on to it. So let's read verse 8. So verse 7, that in, you see, it's almost as though verse 8, it's like I'm having a conversation with you. I said to you, there is more with us than with them. And from your face, I can see that you don't believe it. Do you understand? I can see that you don't understand it. And it's true because there's no way I look at the situation. I cannot, I see that indeed there are more. But I'm saying to you that there is more with us. So now he's explaining that now the reason I'm saying it is that with them it's an arm of flesh. With them it's an arm of flesh. But with us, but with us is the Lord. Is the Lord. Is the Lord. Is the Lord our God. Is the Lord our God to help us. To help us. Not only to help us. But to what? To fight our battles. May the Lord fight your battles for you. May the Lord fight your battles for you. May the Lord fight our battles for us. No matter what comes against us. No matter what comes at us. May we have that re realization that with them, indeed with them, is the arm of flesh. 